0: please listen carefully we're back again the moment someone in this show is introduced you know they're gonna die by the end of the episode what's up sisters welcome to another episode of everyone and their sister i'm christina
1: i'm natasha and i'm stephanie
0: and this week, we are talking about The Last of Us. Now, you might be thinking we've totally missed the boat because it's definitely been several weeks till it ended. And I'm going to take months. Has it been months? Shh, don't. Probably, it's been yeah. Guess what? Guess what months are made out of? Weeks. Weeks. So I'm still I'm cracked. So- <laughs> <laughs> I will fully take the blame for this one because I kept saying, like, I'm not emotionally in a good place to watch something like The Last of Us. So even when it was over i still hadn't watched it yet i was like i just i want to watch and re-watch like old comedies and like shit i've seen before i can't put myself through this at the moment and while i didn't necessarily have the emotional reaction i think other people had i know that i was fully correct because the first two episodes of this fucking show were bad for my mental health and i was so mad the whole time because i could tell i was like oh no my anxiety we thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you. You know, not enough people acknowledge that it's a real sacrifice for us to consume this much content. Uh, yes, exactly. I pay for our therapy. Thank you. Just so we can come here and we can talk to the people and say, "Hey, guys, this is what we thought about this because we have valid opinions." You know, we're we're heroes, and that doesn't get said enough.
2: <laughs> I was going to say a really cheesy line, and then I was
0: like, "Don't say." It. <laughs> what was it? Now you have to. We're shh we're shiros. oh you're right that that was bad you shouldn't have said yeah that. it's bad it also does it's not i bad. was gonna say are you a thereo? <laughs> a dero i don't even know what you're talking about because you see how jokes work Steph. i don't know how they work she added an i've never S. laughed
1: a day in my life
0: <laughs> <laughs> certainly not on this podcast i don't think Steph i don't
2: thinks know what funny. a laugh is no i mean yeah we're we're definitely not funny
0: no I don't know why anyone listens. You know, people listen to this for the socio-economical political commentary. For the intelligence for we bring. The discourse. The discourse, the veracity, the, the yeah. you know, the clear, concise speaking manner. They can only get that from everyone and their sister. I mean, I think they also want life advice. I think we give great life advice. Who doesn't want to take life advice from three broke, jobless 30-year-olds? <laughs> Who can't stop spending money they don't have and don't want to talk about their emotions? Shit. Who? We never we've never heard of her. Never heard of her with that side. That therapy. I'm not. <laughs> that's so That's that's why we don't want to talk about our emotions. We're done. It's true.
1: Uh, Before we get off track, I'm going to go for the synopsis. It's a full paragraph. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. I'm prepared. The Last of Us is an American post-apocalyptic drama television series created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann for HBO. Based on the 2013 video game developed by Naughty Dog, the series is set in 2023, 20 years into a pandemic caused by mass fungal infection, which causes its host to transform into zombie-like creatures and collapses society. Almost done. The series follows Joel, a smuggler tasked with escorting the immune teenager Ellie across a post-apocalyptic United States. Shocked.
0: Imagine having like all that real estate talk about what your show is and you take the time out to specify that like, oh, this is the this is the maker from the video game. You need to make sure that you know it's from Naughty Dog. (laughs) No one who cares about that information doesn't already know it.
2: Also, question. If you were in this post-apocalyptic, not to really like dig into our emotions, what would your reaction be to being in this post apocalyptic situation like immediately when i was watching i was like i would let the fungal infection take
0: this 100% i mean i've said this over and over again the fact that it's come up so much is actually funny any kind of doomsday scenario take me i'm and i often make jokes that like i'm not meant to eat like directly out of cans of beans You know, I'm not I'm not meant to struggle in this way. I crawled myself out of a certain type of living into the life of luxury and I refuse to go back, even if that means going broke. (laughs) Like, I don't care anymore. I need a comfortable bed. I'm not sleeping on the ground. But the reason that I say this show in particular really ratchet up my anxiety is because another like actual very real reason I would not survive in this kind of environment is the moment in this first episode where they're on like the military base and it's all that like FEDRA crap and you're seeing what life is like where like you have to deal with this like fucking militia army and all of these like big quarantine zones and this like Fucking the concept of a curfew. I don't even leave my house, but the audacity that the government's going to tell me that I can't get out of my house after 10 PM. It's one thing when it's like, Hey, don't do it because there's a pandemic and it's like, you shouldn't be out there hurting other people. It's another thing when it's like, Oh, we're trying to fucking control you. I'm not going to survive well in that environment. You think I'm going to not talk back to people. I'd be murdered by someone else. So fucking fast. Or you'd be the leader. Might as well just end it. I the cult leader. Cult leader. Cult leader is the only other option I
2: have. I'm like annoyed about this because I feel like somehow against my will I would survive in this situation. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll kill you. And it would be yeah, yeah. It'll be totally by. But here's the thing: zombies and stuff like that. I'm like yeah, whatever. Don't really want to be a zombie. I would rather just die. A fucking fungal thing that's part of a full community. I love it. I I like. I think it's beautiful. I would like to be a giant fungus thing.
0: That's a very different reason as to why to let it take you. Yes, but I can believe that part about you. I don't believe you would accidentally survive. If we're being honest, I actually one hundred percent think, as we've discussed before, you would die in a comical way. It would be one of those things where everyone afterwards would be like, "Oh." People aren't allowed to go into that area anymore because one time this person did and they weren't paying attention to what was going on. I think the comical death would happen. I think it would happen right when people are saved, though. (laughs) Oh, I see. So you're making it, you know, 30 years. (laughs) And then all of a sudden there's a vaccine and then you trip and fall exactly okay
1: i believe i've said this before but if you had asked me 10 years ago i would have said i'm gonna survive no matter what i'm gonna prep for the zombie apocalypse but now we hit how old am i 30 something i'm 31 i believe and i'm like fuck it i don't give a shit because i not to shower i can't shower i can't put on my face my face routine i'm gonna be sunburned all the time i'm gonna be aging so fast i can't handle it Sorry, I can't get a wax, so my hair is just crazy (laughs) everywhere. Like, I'm sorry, I cannot. This is
2: the most Steph answer I've ever heard.
1: Out of control i'd be like, having wrinkles left and fucking right i couldn't see because uh, of course i'd be bringing my glasses because i don't do i don't do those normally
0: but genuinely steph between you and me okay my face would be dry and cracked and filled with eczema and flaking everywhere and what would your acne be like why don't they ever
2: show the people that have like acne breakouts after all this time or people that have like
0: no because They're celebrities and they're hot. That's all it is. That's the reason why all the women are always fucking hairless.
1: Like, I just think like you'd be sweaty all the time. You'd be smelly all the time. And like, yes, everyone else would also be. But like internally, I'd be like, I cannot smell myself this much any longer.
0: That's also something, you know what I would not do well with that the show at least highlighted. I'm not using a diva cup. In the middle of the woods where I'm taking going out to piss, I'm going to reach my hands into my body. When they pulled out the diva cup,
2: I turned to Michelle and I was like, what is she boiling that in?
0: Okay. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a whole long thought about this. And I will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think in this commune, a diva cup is probably the most sensible solution because they have access to boiling water regularly. But she's not staying on that commune. She's going out in the woods. So what are you, do- so what are they going to do? They're going to boil fucking water for their drinks and she's going to be like, Hey, Joel, give me a second. I've got my, unique second pot that I use exclusively for my Diva Cup and we don't do anything else in. No, you're going to have one pot. It's going to do beans and it's going to do a Diva Cup. You're going to walk in the post-apocalyptic world with a yeast infection?
1: Also, also, also you know how important it is for me to poop, right? I could not, without a, without a functioning toilet... Or a, a poop stool? What am I gonna do? I wouldn't survive in I will say, you wouldn't
0: need the poop stool because you would literally be crouched in the ground shitting in a hole. Oh
2: my god, I can't.
0: To, I can't. Be, to be fair, the poop Ooh. stool is recreating what you would do in nature. The most real line in this whole show is I think it's like episode two, where Jess, Joel, and Ellie are all going upstairs of an apartment building and they're going to like the seventh floor. And they, make, <laughs> Tess makes um, old people noises and Ellie starts laughing at her and Tess is like, yeah, it's just stairs, but wait until you have knees like ours because Tess is clearly like in her 40s 50s. I'm not walking upstairs in this day and age now, okay? I take an elevator everywhere and I'm just supposed to start going up 30 fucking floors for funsies. My body is not built for this Take me, fungus. Let me go. To be dark. I'm like, listen, a single woman
1: out there, I... I'm not making it no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Getting killed, raped, some shit's happening. No. And like one hundred percent wanna live like that. The
0: world is garbage. And that is one thing that like this show and this game are about is that the world sucks. Like, that's another reason why this show is bad for your mental health. Regardless of how emotionally you feel about it, very much the point of The Last of Us, both the game and the show, is that there's no good guys. Like, except for the commune that Maria and Tommy are on. That's like the closest you're gonna get to some kind of like fucking good time story out of all of this. Everything was is. was still shit. a dick
1: to his bro, though. Tommy was still
0: I a dick. Tommy bad. was still a dick, but honestly, Maria deserves <laughs> Maria deserved better, but I loved Maria. And I like that Tommy didn't know he was a communist. Um <laughs> because and I will say, like, even in, in the show, I feel like that was shown. More ideally, which I think was like honestly great because that's the one type of society that like would function and felt even remotely hopeful. But the point of these shows is that like there's no hope. They had one hope for a vaccine. And the whole point of The Last of Us is that Joel ultimately selfishly does not let them do what they need to do to find this vaccine and steals their only hope and kills probably one of the only people left in the world that could actually do something about it and it's like and that's the last of us enjoy the apocalypse everyone's gonna die
2: (laughs) even like with like the hopeful moments of like that small commune town i was like well that's not gonna last some somebody's gonna come in here and fuck this up for somebody
0: I listen maria has got her shit on lock. okay that could last (laughs) i have to believe that that could last maria's not gonna live forever my friend We can hope that the... The one who's pregnant? Yeah. She's not
1: surviving that childbirth. You can't, you cannot tell me she's surviving that childbirth. Maria childhood. is a strong
0: woman, okay? They made her much more awesome in this show. Actually, to be fair, she's pretty okay in the books, by the, in the games as well, by the time you get to game two, but she's a little bit of a non-character, but I loved Maria in the I show. I was so excited when she came, because I was like, oh my god, she's from True Blood. I was like, very... Yeah, I was like, ah! Yeah, me too. She's the best in True Blood. She was just the one person for me that was like intelligent and smart and forward thinking and thinking about the future and like with any hope she continues because the point is as long as you keep a community small, this could last. Okay. That's the point. But again, this show's not about hope. So yeah, there is a good chance that it would all end. (laughs) All right. Our controversial takes. Yeah. We didn't even really talk too much. I have many of them. Uh, let's start... Okay, let's start about with emotional reactions because I know, Nat, you didn't have any. I... I had one or two. I will say, I didn't cry, but I... For what... I don't cry most of the time. What I came the closest to was the Henry and Sam Mm storyline. They kept that... I'll say, too, just for anyone who has never played the games, this this show might as well have been a shot-for-shot remake. Yeah. The things that they change are so incidental. So, yeah, the fact that there are people that are mad at some of the changes they made, like, don't get me wrong, I'm annoyed with some of the changes they made, but mostly it's about being more sexual in a creepy way than the games were. So I wasn't a fan of that. Um, uh, Like, I'll tell you this, in the games, uh, the character that almost rapes Ellie in the show, it's definitely heavily implied that he wants to do something sexual to her, but it's significantly toned back In the show, there is no scene in that game where Ellie is almost raped. That does not happen at all. He is trying, at that point, he is trying to kill her. If you're smart and you know what's going on, it's clear that he is attempting to like groom her, Mm -hmm. but there's no scene where she's fighting him off from raping her. So like that's more explicit. And I really didn't like the, so they changed it so that it's not in the air. The infection is like the fungal tendrils. And so there's that mm-hmm. weird scene where Tess gets kissed by the zombie and the tentacles go in her mouth. And I felt that was like unnecessarily sexual and gross to do to this like female character.
2: I don't know that I found that sexual, but maybe it's just because I was like, oh, they keep attempting to go for people's mouths anyway. <laughs> like, did you not find that? Or maybe. I, the only
0: time I obviously noticed it was because of Tess. Um, it is, to be fair, they did because the point in the show is that, that, it, it's apparently, it's, I had to look this up because I was like, why did they do this? And it's, it's called the like, I forget the clicker kiss or something like that. I forget what the exact name was, but it's literally called that kiss. But there's only one character you see that happen to. And it is a woman. And there's no point in the game where that happens. Like, there's no point where Tess is in any situation where. There's a risk of her being like, even if it's sexually assaulted or anything like that. So I felt that that was an unnecessary addition to do to this character specifically. And then you add in making everything with Ellie and David more sexual and putting in that rape scene. I was not a fan. But even then, that's such a minor change. Like the the ending of this move of this show is shot for shot the ending of this game. Down to the facial expressions.
2: I was going to say that part felt the most game-like out of the whole thing. I mean, I will say like the storylines, like the episodic storylines also felt very game-like in that like this is like a thing that's... the side quest. Like overarching. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your side quest on the overarching journey, especially the cannibalism episode. I think that was the one thing that I predicted like, right off the bat, I was like, there's gonna be a cannibal episode, 100%. There has People to be. People need to like, find there, me. it's Exactly. And there, it's it's a typical thing for any post-apocalyptic show. So I was like, this is definitely gonna happen. The uh,
0: Obviously, like, the weird grooming part was something I did not see coming, and I also did not love it. But and again, it's more frustrating to know that they ratcheted up for this. Because... Yeah, especially towards the end, where I was like, oh, we really didn't need to do this part.
2: Like, it felt like he kept flip-flopping on whether to kill her or use her and it was like at some point you knew you were gonna kill her anyway you might as well like it just felt like a weird thing for that character arc to just like yeah like ramp it up
0: that weird way and this is where i think the game did it better but again it's it's still a very minor thing again this is one side character from one part of their story like it's both small in its scope of change but i will say this is one thing that the game did a little bit more better as a nuanced take. And I think a part of it is because the voice for that character in the game is a very, very famous and popular voice artist who had a big hand in like crafting the narrative of that particular character. So from what I read afterwards, because I was like, why did they make this change? I don't get it. I feel like the reason it's not as creepy or not as creepy, actually not, not, not as creepy, but not as sexual in the game is a conscious choice by that voice director or voice actor. But without him... And with just the guy that made the game and this new director, they took it to like the extreme that I think they probably wanted it to go for the game. Um, And I think it was better without that piece of it. So like, I wasn't a fan of that. But again, outside of that, Shot for Shot remake, everything is the same. The changes are so fucking minor. So and all of that was to come back to the emotional part, because my emotional element was Henry and Sam, who are not... This, are still very emotional in the game, but I think they have a, one of the biggest differences in their storylines, and it's for the better. Their storyline really got me. I thought it was yeah. like, oh my God, that little boy.
2: I think that was the only point in which like, I actually might have shed a tear, and I also didn't know that storyline from the game, so I was like, oh. It's completely different.
0: Fuck. are not <laughs> completely different in the game. It's still two brothers and the younger one gets infected, and unfortunately, the Henry, the older brother, has to kill him and then kills himself. Like, all of that is still the same. But I think oh, dark. they age down Sam quite a bit because he's more of like a preteen, more like Ellie's age in the game. So having him be um, like eight, also having picked, a, more devastating. Yeah, having picked a deaf actor to play the character... And then adding that layer into that character, I actually just think made him even more sympathetic and heightened I the connection know. between him and his brother because they're like the only two people that communicate with each other. And like the superhero thing, like they're also in the storyline of the game, Henry never did anything. They're just two people that are trying to get to safety. There's no... I had to make a tough decision to sell out. Michael Michael doesn't exist. Like, that part is not... It's just like an amalgamation of stuff. So this storyline is just so much more... The fact that he turns against someone he believes in so heavily in order to save his brother just for his little brother to get infected and then him have to be the one that kills him. Like that is so much more emotional turmoil that that storyline got me more than any other one. And I was like, I would have watched a whole season of Henry and Sam.
2: I also think like it had the most unique storyline in that, like, sure. There's always like a son. And a father trying to escape or like a brother or two brothers trying to escape. But like this one, the fact that he was like such an imperfect character, like, yeah, he's a good person. He loves his brother, whatever. But he literally sacrificed somebody's life to save his brother. And that was like such an, I think that was such an important part of his character's story
0: arc. And having him know it, the idea that he's this guy that's like, I, like, the sense I got from him and the actor did such a good job with this of like, I don't think they're unjustified for coming after me, but that doesn't mean I don't have to do what I have to do to save us. What a fuck. Like that was so good. That got me in my heart. I love, I love that character type and I loved Henry and Sam so much. The fact that I also really enjoy a like younger sibling who views their older sibling as like a superhero And then, like, this guy is just basically trying to live up to that, no matter how impossible it may be. And, like, knowing all the things he does that doesn't make him the guy that his little brother thinks that he is. I, 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 It was complex, and it was emotional, and it was rich, and it was so beautiful. And I will go into saying it's also one of the reasons I did not enjoy the Bill and Frank storyline, because I don't think that was anywhere near as well done as the Henry and Sam storyline was, but I know a lot of people cried for that episode.
1: I mean, I did, but I also cried for. I said Bill and Frank, Sam and Henry, and then I also cried for this episode when he's like holding his daughter. Like, oh god, was unprepared for that.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. If you if you know the games, you know that that's coming.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was very
0: obvious. It I mean, was yeah, coming.
1: clearly, a hundred percent. I but still it's got me.
0: It's still sad. <laughs> I I like. Everyone who was in this is a really good actor in that. I will say for the issues that I have with it and the things I didn't feel in very much the same as the game, it's so well done. Like it doesn't matter if I didn't hit the same emotional beats that other people did. This is a very well-made show based off of an incredibly well-made game. Like the fact that it is so incredibly similar to the core storyline is for a reason like this is a good story to watch, even if I wouldn't necessarily describe it as enjoyable because the whole time I'm incredibly upset. <laughs> uh, Every decision that you have to make sucks. Uh, when you are playing the game and you are playing the last part where you are in the hospital and you are fighting off all these people and you just take Ellie, like you don't even have the decency to do what the uh fireflies didn't and ask ellie what she wants like joel is a selfish imperfect character and watching that play out in the show the exact same way it played out in the game is just as unenjoyable and yet still a very good story to watch
2: yeah i think like emotionally wise obviously henry and sam was like a big one bill i always want to say bill and ted bill and frank (laughs) Bill and Frank I felt something however I also was kind of like I I, it wasn't like a cry worthy scene for me I think like I was just like you kind of know what's coming at this point and it's like I don't know it was kind of nice to see them live out their life and I was like they've had a good life you know what I mean like they 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 were good whatever whatever they had their time together you know whatever anyway they've lived a full life compared to some people and And I also felt like, I mean, like, emotionally wise, the one episode that really bothered me was the last episode. I think, like, like you said, it's extremely selfish. And there was just a moment where I was like, it was so, it felt so unnecessary to kill all those people. So many more people. Yeah. Like, you could have also, I mean... No offense, but that one fucking injured ass man that almost got took out by a fucking infection can't kill that many people. I'm sorry. No,
0: no amount of training. He wasn't even the one in the army. His brother was. So it's like... This is where the video game aspect really cuts down because the reason that Joel can do that is because he's a video game character that you're playing. (laughs) Like, this is where it really devolves from reality. Although I will say one thing that they don't, spend time on in the game or the show but is part of the backstory is the reason that Joel can do all of this and he he like alludes to a little bit is for several several years after the apocalypse started he was a raider and a hunter
2: okay but let's let's be clear here killing children (laughs) Yeah, and also killing children and unarmed people is not the same as killing
0: actual military people. No, but it's, as a raider, it's not just children and unarmed people. He would also have been killing fireflies and FEDRA agents and all of that.
1: But, like, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. t doesn't. His daughter dies and he decides to stay in this world and do, for what purpose? I, I, there's the, I I, I mean, to me, he says at the end. But she comes in 10 years, 20, 13 years later. Like it doesn't make
0: sense. He says at the end, and the point very much is, I think you're supposed to believe, my understanding of it, is Joel is a character that has a survival instinct. It's why he failed Mm. at killing himself. It's why he flinched. It's why, like he has the whole scene where he's like, I'm the guy that shot and missed myself.
2: Yeah. And so I
0: think that plus Tommy, were the reasons he was kept alive. It's why he was so desperate to find Tommy again. I think it's also why it caused him so much emotional emotional turmoil to realize Tommy did not need him and in fact was better off without him. Like, I think all of those things play into the fact that like Joel, because it's a video game and you are a person playing him, Joel is a character with an intrinsic desire and ability to survive. And like, that is how that works. And I think...
1: I guess he had tests too, right?
0: Yes, tests as well. So there's definitely, I think, those elements of it. Again, in a real world scenario, Joel is a fucking contractor. Man is dead. <laughs> Fully doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Or he's on the he's on the bad guy side. He's a he's a uh, well, he was. was like. There's
2: no way. Yeah. I, there was no way he yeah. was purely good. Like I don't consider Joel a good person. I think no. like even at the end when he saves Ellie, which I do think questionable that the fireflies did not actually ask for her consent verbally i think they should have laid out like totally totally agree with that
0: i do think that they should have given her the choice and i also don't think he should have killed everybody Yeah. i just again think of the ramifications of killing that neurosurgeon how many of them are left in the world like even if you ignore the fact maybe there are other people like ellie that could somehow are immune and they could find someone else to to get this from who will give it to them How many people are going to die because you did that? And I think, okay, so I will say this is one, another one of those scenarios. And we've talked about this before with shit like Hamilton. And I think we talked about like our problematic episode where fans ruin something. And I think The Last of Us has a little bit of this problem because in The Last of Us 2, we'll talk about it later, but a bunch of stuff happens and people, fans of it were losing their mind. The people that think Joel is the good guy are the fucking problem. Joel, I genuinely believe, and the people that have wrote the game, I believe, like, have said this as well. Joel is not meant to be a good guy. He is a man. He is a dude in an impossible situation, the same way that every single person they encounter are also people in impossible situations, just doing what they have to do to survive. But the point is the ambiguity. No one is all good. No one is all bad. I think the games, Fedra is worse. And I think they made them a little bit better in the show, which I think is a mistake because Fedra is definitely going to be the height of the bad guys. But the point is that all of these different groups of people that they encounter are all people who are just making decisions that suck because they have to. It's when people think that Joel is a good guy. That's insane. Think about all the people that are dead because of Joel from the people that he shot to the people that will never be saved because of the choices he
2: made. But also I think they made it very clear that Fedra was not the good guy. And considering like all like the individual choice, like Melanie Linsky obviously was fucked. Like that was the fucking height of bad, bad. And I was like, okay, like they're clearly just kind of running their own fucking game. Melanie Linsky. She's the female Fedra officer.
0: The actress's name is Melanie The one who Linsky. wants to kill Sam. Oh. She's,
2: in, she's in Yellow Jackets as well.
0: Okay. I was like, I don't, I couldn't remember who that was.
2: The only. The minute Melanie Linsky came up, I was like, she's in fucking every fucked up show right now.
0: I straight up did not know her name. I will say, I would say it's just that it's a difference between the game and the show. I think that they, like in the game, Fedra is more clearly. Fedra are the people that kill Tess in the game. So you have more of a...
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: it's not like it's again, it's not like, hey, we're going after Tess. It's like the three of them are escaping and a Fedra officer kills Tess while they're attempting to flee. So it's one of those things where like Fedra, I think, is more explicitly bad in the game. They are kind of the main big bad in addition to the infected people. Um, Whereas you get a little bit more of the nuance and ambiguity in the other groups, like the Fireflies and stuff like that. I think because the show gave you the scene where, because what's something that doesn't exist in the game is um, Ellie being in the school and that guy being like, we're the ones that are holding this all together without some sense of organization. These people does, were starved. He's wrong. Does does her bestie exist? Her bestie slash romantic Yes. That is from the DLC. Person? All okay. that story is the exact same. It's the best part. Hands down. Not to totally get off track of this story, but one of the reasons I also don't enjoy the Bill and Frank episode is because I think they were significantly did a significantly better job at creating a romance between Ellie and Riley in that one episode where they're together in one timeline for two hours. I completely understood their entire relationship in that.
2: Yeah, it was very cute. I was like, this is. Like, you know, you know something bad's going to happen in this mall. But I was like, oh, but look how fucking cute they are. It was very nice to see, like, a budding romance. On the topic of the likability of Joel, I think it's also going to be controversial, again, not to, like, get into spoilers. But in season two, when they do the thing, assuming that they do the thing, putting an actor like Pedro
0: Pascal, who is very popular right now. I feel like that's why everyone loves him and they can't see that he's a bad guy. They're going; It's going to be the exact same pro I guess we can just go into this. Do we just want to move into Spoiler. Season, uh, like talking about season Spoiler, two? Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, so if you are listening to this right now, we're going to spoil season two. We think because if they follow what The Last of Us 2 did, then we'll be spoiling pretty heavily for the show. So if you don't want to listen to the rest of that, stop here. Start at the beginning of this episode and listen to us talk again. Um, or bye. We'll see you next week. But in The Last of Us, yeah, exactly. In The Last of Us 2, Joel starts off the game, not completely having changed, but like he's playing guitar and he's chill.
2: And I can't remember, <laughs> For what? I can't
0: remember if he's in the commune with Tommy and Maria or if he's in some other group of people, but he's trying to be a better man and he's trying to do that. Because of Ellie and the remind, like being reminded of his daughter and he's trying to make up for the sins of his past in the way that he knows how, regardless of whether you think he's achieving that or not. But what happens is one of the best characters, and I hate people that dislike this character, Abby, who is someone that is from his past, like hunter raider life, is on her own story of revenge. And she finds Joel at that point and she kills him in like retribution for the things that he has done in the past. And then that starts Ellie going off her story of revenge to find Abby because Abby has killed Joel, who was the most important person in Ellie's life. Although Ellie at that point also has a family. um, so Yeah, because it's, it's in the future. Oh. So Ellie now has like her wow. own people outside of Joel as well. So do we think
2: they're going to recast ellie will they use ashley johnson
0: as Uh, Ellie? they might need to it depends on i I don't know i think you could age up the act because the actress is 19 i think with the right styling you could make her look like an older version of herself it's not 40 years in the future it's it's just enough that she has her own life
1: i mean that plot line makes sense for a, a video game but i don't know this is the first transition to
0: a show, I think, Yeah, but we've be, ever seen. Really. It would be such a good... Here's the thing. The mistake is in but hiring yeah, you... someone so charismatic because yeah. the reason I know. the reason people are so, like, in addition to the fact that most of the people that are mad are shitty men, the reason that people are so mad that Joel dies in the game is because you play as Joel. It's like you dying and you have no chance to stop it. You cannot fight back. This is a thing that is going to happen. So that layers into it. And then the equivalent version of that you could do is hire someone like Pedro Pascal, who was apparently their number one choice. And accepted the role within, like, 24 hours of receiving it. I mean,
2: this man, this man is in the fucking Merge Mansion commercials. This man will accept any job, apparently. <laughs> Listen, get getting it.
0: Exactly. That man knows. He's got to get paid now. Okay? Yeah, that's true. He's like, this charm won't last forever. I don't know if actually hot. He's at the point where he's more popular than ever, but he's also older. So it's like, he has to be careful, okay? This could last 30 years, it might not. I'm actually wondering if they're going to
2: elongate the storyline and have him last a bit longer in the season.
0: I think they- I hope they don't. I agree. I hope they don't. I think they might because of the reaction that people had, but I genuinely hope they stick to their guns. Because the reason the game two is so controversial is because either you think it's one of the best- or you think it's one of the worst. And personally, I fall into the line of one of the best for all of the issues I might have with the second game. It was a bold move. It was a great story. And the culmination of that story is the idea that these cycles of revenge cannot keep going. It has, I think a genuinely brave ending for a video game where I'll spoil this as well. Ellie and Abby who have both been on their own, at this point, their own cycles of revenge, meet each other, and you think you're about to have an epic battle with the two of them, and they both just make the decision to walk away.
1: I thought you were going to be like, they fall
2: in love.
0: No, the, uh, I would love if they fell in love, uh, but they, like,
2: Ellie has
0: a has... I I Yeah, uh, Riley has her own- uh, Ellie has her own love interest, and I can't remember- Abby also has her lo- own love interest, and there was also a lot of- there's a lot of things with this because like, I think Ellie's love interest, if or not Ellie, um, Abby, who is the character that kills Joel, her love interest is, I think if I remember correctly, a trans man, but Abby is also like a very tomboy, muscly beefcake, cis woman. But when it was announced, there was going to be a trans character. They all thought Abby was the trans character. So when Abby also kills Joel, there's a bunch of like transphobic shit that happened within the people that were talking about the game. So then you add in the fact that like, I think I believe it's her love interest that is the trans man and it's a love interest or their friends. I cannot remember anymore. It has been a long time. The only reason I remember so much of the game of the first one was because the show reminded me. So I'm forgetting some of the pieces I go but it's something like that. But like Abby's character is boss as fuck. And I would watch her and Lev for a full season and I don't want to lose them to get more Pedro Pascal, because while I love him, he's also Mando. You know, he's got other stuff going on. Stick That's to true. your guns. He's got a lot
2: going on.
0: Um, I wonder if they've already cast. I don't think I've seen anything about an Abby casting, because I did look it up after, because I really enjoy Abby, and I would love to see who we get for that. It's just a villain or Jordan story. For all of them. It's, it's all of them. It's their villain, it's, it's their villain story, and it's their redemption arc.
1: Which we don't really get in a show. Like, how many villains do you know? Except for Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. And this show also clearly had those, like, Game of Thrones vibes that it was going for. Of, like, mm. very intense. Anything that could happen. People die every episode. and a video Which I think game, they'll need to do for season yeah. two. Like, they need, they need to follow through. A video game is always going to give you that. People are always going to die every episode in something based on a video game. Because, like, that's the point. Like you as, how it works. you as the main character are killing people. So it would be weird if they weren't dying everywhere in the show version as well.
2: We kind of want more from the infected side of things. Like I think they did a really good job of showing like people are shit. This is how the world works <laughs> after an apocalypse. But I, I, it feels oddly like there's less infected yeah, kind of like storyline in the first film um specifically like the only real the only real section that we really get is like that episode with melanie linsky where you have like this fucking underground situation happening and i'm like i'm very curious i mean like not not like i need it overdone but it was such a good scene that it's like i wish there were kind of more scenes like this where it's like obviously it's been several years post-apocalyptic situation so they've kind of dealt with some things But they're still struggling like they must still be infected around
0: so the fact that they don't
2: really show much of it I'm like really hoping we get a bit more of it in season two.
0: I think it's probably I'll be honest with you you probably wouldn't just if depending on how similar they are to the game it's not really going to be and I think it's very similar to The Walking Dead where like the zombies are the set dressing they're not really the story. And I think that's why you see so much of them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And as the show goes on, you see so less of them. And as well, another reason you see so little of them is because even in the game, the zombie parts are action sequences. Also, the way they do certain
2: action sequences can be very beautiful. Like the one with like the episode where it's under the city and it come, all sort of like, erupts. It was a stunning scene to watch. Like it, There was like so much tension, but there was also like you're clearly seeing... The individual characters that were following, like their sort of storyline, play out throughout this. Like, hey, we're dealing with all this other bullshit, like
0: Fedra, but also, watch out, here's some infected coming out, and it's insane. It's kind of again like Game of Thrones with the White Walkers, where it's like, at the end of the day, the main thing that you should be concerned about is the thing you've really swept under the rug in exchange for politics and power one of the things that got me so mad at the first two episodes in terms of my own personal anxiety like this is not about it being bad or poorly written it is one of the things that frustrates me more than anything is the idea that and it's it's just true it just is what would happen in a crisis people are garbage And we, like, as a collective, we fall back onto these same problems over and over and over again. And it's like, there's literally a zombie horde. And you're like, when Joel asks how much the sewage job pays, and I was like, we're in the end times and I have to worry about a job that pays. (laughs) Like, that's why the commune was my one moment of, like, collective, like... Babe, babe. We all want just, to be in a cult at the end. Just a commune is the right way to live. It's not about not working. It's about working for the sake of all of us. Not working for rations. let me be a sheep rations. herder. Let me be a sheep herder, babe. Let me be a sheep herder. Let me work for the sake of other people's well-being, not for a bunch of tiny little pieces of paper. Like, I was so mad. And people are garbage. And at the end of the day, in this, in The Walking Dead, in Game of Thrones... The concept of the zombies are just a reason for us to be in these struggles. They are not... It, we're not acknowledging the important element of like, no, that's the main thing to be worried about, y'all. I want that diva cup given to me for free, you know? That's what I want for in my exchange. Society. In exchange for my old clothes that go into the rag pile. I give you something of yes. value, you give me. I really... I will say too, I think this show was probably the closest we would have gotten to... The World War Z show, which I think should still be made because the movie was pointless. The movie was not the book at all. And I think a World War Z show would also inherently have to have more zombies because the whole point is a bunch of little stories about different people interacting in a world with zombies and how they all engage with that. So you might have fewer big battle scenes, but you would just have more smaller interactions with the infected or what they would ever be... Uh, whatever they would be called.
2: Also, random little shout out to by far the funniest scene was when, um, Joel shows up to the indigenous couple's little cottage. The best. I loved that so much. Fucking dying. Like I was cracking up so much. I'm like, wow, what a nice little relieving little session (laughs) here.
0: (laughs) You didn't shoot him. The guns all the way over there. You made him soup? Yeah, I'm it's tired. cold.
2: I, the, the, her whole thing. When they started cackling at him, I was like,
0: oh, bless this couple. <laughs> I will say one final point because I'm glad I did not spend all this time on it. But for anyone else that was watching it and that also maybe was not as in love with Bill and Frank as a lot of people were online. And maybe I had the benefit of seeing how much people loved it. So I had really built it up in my head. I will give credit to something like Our Flag Means Death, where I am not willing to settle for crumbs anymore. And while this wasn't a crumb, I know I believe that they were genuinely trying to do something by giving us a whole episode. Because in the game, Frank is already dead. Bill is alive. And you don't really know much of their storyline, except that when Frank dies, he commits suicide. And him and Bill are in an argument. So you don't get anything near what you got in the show. But let me tell you this, I didn't understand for one second why these two people loved each other. I got why they were together. I got how they benefited each other in an apocalyptic society. You gave me nothing to build up their actual romantic connection, in my opinion. Whereas in opposing fact to that, Ellie and Riley, I got it. You gave me that. You gave me their whole love story in one episode and you didn't have to time jump 20 years to do it. So I feel like the Bill and Frank one was a little bit more, I don't want to say bury your gays because you bury everyone at the end of the world, but I didn't love how they did it. I didn't feel like you got a chance to see anyone really excel. And you cannot make me love a Republican simply by making him gay or by suggesting that he doesn't enjoy Nazis. A line they only wrote in Because if it wasn't in there, you would think that Ron Offerman's character was a big fan of Nazis, okay? If they didn't explicitly write that, you would have thought that, okay? Look at that character. That man hoards resources. I was going to say, I think I'm going to counter slightly.
2: I do think that they did show them sort of like having a hint of falling in love. I think... Immediately, there isn't really any, like, vibes there, and then when they start playing the piano, I think they started to show, like, a little bit of it. It was very sweet, and I do like that they kept it sweet. I don't think you need to have fucking arguments throughout time or whatever to show that somebody's in love or to, like, count. I just... It was a nice, like, sweet moment. I don't know that it's my favorite love story of all time. I think it very much felt like we're the only two gay people left in the world, and that is why we have to hook up. And Can I be definitely- the worst? Yeah, do it. You, you, you cook me a meal
1: with legit wine and I don't have to shit in a hole. I'm sorry I wouldn't you couldn't pay me to leave I also
2: also I will argue I don't know that he's the actual Republican I think that's his mom his parents home he's extremely closeted and he just kind of went with the vibe and he
0: would have died alone had um, the
2: pandemic not
0: happened he absolutely would have died alone I'm not gonna argue that's not also the case but let's be clear in a pand- in a pandemic where people were dying all around him he hoarded not just base readers like food we're talking electricity we're talking homes let's not forget he created a gated community for himself where he was surrounded by a bunch of empty homes that other people could have lived in. He had access to everything that he needed all of the time, 24-7, and at no point thought, hey, maybe other people should also get this. And the one person that he did was someone he ended up fucking and spending a life with. It's one of those things where, like, both of those two characters were incredibly selfish to me because the only time that Frank even suggests sharing as well is because Frank is lonely because he is not the way that Bill is of like being able to be alone. So like, I think there were lots of beautiful things about those characters, but I was incredibly annoyed with that situation and I struggled to find the romance in it because of that. I also did not enjoy the line, oh, you love me? And love me the way I want you to. I get what they were going for. I get that moment, but I did not like that sentiment.
2: Final thoughts. Any final thoughts? No. <laughs> no? I mean, I mean, like, I enjoyed this show, I will say. It's not that, like, I hated it, even though I said I was mostly emotionless throughout. I just didn't find any moments where I needed to cry fully. I think, like, in a sense, there was a predictability to it, but it was kind of, like, it was a nice thing to, like, I, I don't know. It was fun. It was tense. Even if I disagreed with parts of it, I had a good time. It was great. I think it's like a good show to
0: discuss with other people. I think it's a good social show. There's also something to be said, too, about the fact that it's not the oldest show in the world, but it is old enough that some of the elements of predictability are because of this game. Like it was significantly less predictable when it came out because of how emotionally taxing it is. This is one of the games that made that kind of concept of a video game that is a movie and that does not end on a like victorious note popular was this game. So like that is to its credit as well
2: and also timing the timing is pretty good for when it came out it didn't come out right after the pandemic started like you know what I mean like I think they probably had this in the works for a while and were are like let's hold off
0: too soon for me I'll let Steph go with her final too notes soon. I'll let Steph go with her final notes but I don't see fair, I'm saying for me but Steph go ahead what were your final thoughts I
1: mean I don't know how I feel I was watching it in real time so I was watching it week to week which I don't normally do I usually like to binge everything and then where are we now May and I'm just like it was good I don't feel strongly, probably as I did yeah. three months ago. Will I watch the second season? Yes, but I don't know. I think the reason that I was watching it week to week was because I didn't want to get spoiled, which I think is an issue now on TikTok or fucking Twitter because people are losing their
0: minds. I will say for it as well, I get why you could watch this week to week. I would have waited, I was planning to wait till all of it was out anyway for various reasons, but like the fact that this is so episodic, it's one of those things that like exactly. you, you yeah, gave yeah. it a reason for a weekly release
2: um i that being said i don't think this is gonna convince me to watch it week to week god no i'm gonna watch the full thing
1: yeah maybe i will too i I don't know it's it's because i didn't know what was happening because i didn't watch the video game so i was like i need to get ahead of this but since you spoiled it for me we've
0: eh. spoiled it for you and many i asked but it's fine i asked Beforehand. We told people. Let me be clear. I very explicitly, before we started this recording, asked, do you want me to tell you? Because I won't. Like, I can hold it and we don't have to talk about it. But I got the carte blanche to tell people what happened. So I have told you. (laughs) I will say. And I'm glad you did. I will say for my final thoughts, it's again very similar to the video game where I think it's incredibly well done from a technical standpoint, from a story writing standpoint. It's incredibly good. It's certainly visually a great. This movie, the acting is incredible. However, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna play it again. I'm never gonna watch it again. It is very, very good. I'm not having a good time while I'm experiencing it. I'm having a hurt time and I don't need to experience it again, but I'm glad I did it the first time. And one final like argument that for me is like, I do feel like it kind of came out a little soon from the pandemic for my personal emotional health, but I would also argue we've learned so much in between when this game came out to when the show came out, it should have been more different from the games than it was. I get that the person that made the game also made the show. I get that the storyline from the game is very good. I don't think you could do anything that would make everyone happy because of the way people feel about this game. But you, that game came out in like the early 2000s. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. I will never watch this again, but I will watch season two. And that's it for us on Last of Us. Please share your opinions about Last of Us with us. You can do it at Twitter at Eatscast as well as on Instagram, also at Eatscast. You can presumably leave a comment for us on our Pinterest, which I think is at everyone in even- Uh this is the presumption that Steph relaunches our Pinterest because she said she wanted to. I mean, it never went away. It never, nothing ever went away. We're not. It was always there. We're not back <laughs> we were, because we never stopped. We were always here. We never stopped. I don't know at this point who's getting the notifications for our Twitter because it's not me anymore, <laughs> but someone will be. But thanks so much for listening. That's us. Hey friends. In the next couple of episodes, we're going to talk about shows like Ted Lasso, Yellow Jackets, and The Queer Ultimatum. I don't know where queer love fits into that, but it's something like that. So maybe make sure you're also watching those shows so you can listen to our episodes as soon as they drop. In what order will they drop? We have no idea. Will any of those three things come out? Who's to say? But that's the current plan. So if you're looking for something to watch in between, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.
2: Bye. I have to poop so bad. Wow, happy for you. I'll walk through the valley of the shad. no evil because I'm blind to it all in my mind my gun they comfort for me because I know I'll kill my enemy